0: You are listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Living Jewishly Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Living Jewishly segment, where we study halacha every week. This week, we're going to discuss the laws of mezuzah. The Torah commands us to post a mezuzah on every doorway of every room. The verse tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 9, and you shall write them upon the doorposts of your home and upon your gates a rolled up parchment of the mezuzah has written the portions of shema and Vahaya im shemoa from again deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 through verse 9 and chapter 11 from verse 13 to verse 21 these are the portions of shema that we recite daily the shema Vahaya, im shemoa those two portions are written in the Scroll in the par- on the parchment. Even if there are multiple doorways to the same room, and even if only one doorway is commonly used. So if, for example, those of you who might remember my old house, we had a, a uh, dining room that had two pillars. that you would, So there were basically three doorways to get into the dining room. So each one needs a mezuzah because each one is his own doorway but we only use one mainly, or two, or three, or however it is, you put them on all the entrances to every room. Even larger entranceways to neighborhoods, alleyways, cities, and countries need a mezuzah. So if you have an actual doorway to go into a city, like you have in the old city of Jerusalem, there is an actual doorway you'll see there's a mezuzah on the right side because you're entering, even though you're entering a city, because it's a doorway, the verse tells us on all of your doorways. The mezuzah should be placed on the right side heading inward. For both righties and lefties, it doesn't make a difference, on the right side. If it is placed on the left side, it is invalid and must be removed and remounted on the right side with a new blessing. When there is an uncertainty... Of which side to place the mezuzah, we determine the entrance by the door hinges. So the door hinges are always on the inside. So, for example, if you look at this door right here, the hinges are on the inside. So we're going in when we go there. And therefore, the mezuzah is placed on the right side when you head in there. Number eight, as a general rule, the room that has primary use gets the mezuzah, on the right side of its entrance. Proper placement of the mezuzah is on the beginning of the upper third of the doorpost and at the outer edge. So that means if you look, you divide up the doorpost into three sections, and at the beginning of the upper third is where you place the mezuzah. If it was placed below the upper third, it is invalid and must be remounted at the correct height with a new blessing. So I just want to share with you an, an amazing story. There was a yeshiva in New York that went over to one of the great rabbis, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and they asked him, you know, it's a yeshiva, it's a, little, it's a school where you have little school children, and the children can't reach the mezuzah. So maybe can we lower the mezuzah to the height where the children can reach the mezuzah? So the rabbi said no. The halacha tells us to place it on the upper third, you place it on the upper third. What are we going to do about the children? He says, place a little stool there so the children learn that they go up to the mitzvahs, we don't pull the mitzvahs down to us. And I think it's a very important fundamental principle when we look at Jewish law is we need to bring ourselves to the mitzvah, not custom tailor and adjust the mitzvah to serve my needs, so to speak. So put a stool there, help the children reach it, but don't adjust the mezuzah down to them. If the mezuzah is placed above that point, above that first third of the upper part of the, of the doorpost, it is okay as long as it is at least a hand's breadth away from the head. That means if it's placed all the way up on top, but there's a hand's breadth away from the top of the door, then that's kosher. It should still be adjusted, but you don't need to recite a new blessing for it. And now, if it was placed too high, above a hand's breadth, all the way at the top, I've seen sometimes people mistakenly put it all the way at the top, top, top of the doorpost. If it was placed there, it must be removed and remounted at the correct height without a blessing. Number 13. The scroll is rolled up from the end to the beginning. So, We write on the top line, Shema Yisrael HaShem HaShem Echad. The scroll is rolled from the Echad to the Shema. It's rolled from the end to the beginning. Placed in a container, in a casing, and mounted with nails on a slant. The upper side is tilted inwards. So it's on a slant facing inwards. If the doorpost has no room for the tilt, I have some of those like, I have sliding doors heading to and from the, out from the outside. So the sliding doors sometimes don't give you a lot of room for tilt. So at, in those situations, it is okay for the mezuzah to be mounted straight. This is preferred over placing the mezuzah on the inside of the doorway behind the door. Sometimes the only time you'll have room to place it on a slant is inside on the wall, after, behind the door, that's not that's not preferred ever. The mezuzah should be mounted top and bottom, so there should be a nail on the top, a nail on the bottom, and it should not be hung. So if you have only one nail on the top, it's hanging, and that's not appropriate. Before mounting the mezuzah, the blessing should be recited, and we'll see the blessing below. If one is placing multiple mezuzas at one time throughout the home one blessing suffices for all. If a mezuzah fell, a new bracha should be recited. However, if the mezuzah was removed to check its writing and kosher status, no new blessing is required upon remounting it. If there is concern that a mezuzah might be stolen, measures should be taken to securely fasten the mezuzah to the wall. However, it should be noticeable that there is a mezuzah there And it should be close to the outer part of the doorpost. So I'll give you an example. In Israel, where you have buildings that are made of concrete, so you can place the mezuzah on the outside of the concrete, but then people can steal it, especially if you have a nice mezuzah, and it's a mitzvah to beautify your mezuzah casing. Sadly, I've seen many people who have only a nice casing, but no mezuzah inside where they just have a paper inside. Like if you buy it from a gift shop in Israel, that doesn't come with a scroll. The parchment, the scroll, is the most important part. That's the mezuzah, not the casing. So we have to make sure that the important part is there and that it, that it is kosher, but not that the casing is the most important part. But sometimes, if you're afraid that it's going to get stolen, so what they would do in Israel is they would cut a little piece out of the cement, and they would put the mezuzah inside, and then they would plaster it up around it. But they would still leave a space for you to see that there's a mezuzah there. But what happens if you put it deep inside that cement? You won't even know there's a mezuzah there. So the halacha tells us number one, it should be noticeable that there's a mezuzah. And number two, it should be on the outer part of that doorpost so that it's not so deep in that you can't even tell, you can't even reach that it's there. Number 20. Only a room that is equivalent to an eight-by-eight dimension room is required to have a mezuzah. So if you have a little closet, a little, uh, you know, a towel uh, closet or a little hallway that's really, really small, then that's not required to have a mezuzah. However, it's very interesting. We have a little bar, a little room. It's maybe... For not even, it's, it's two feet by f- three feet. It's really small, little bar. So it's not big enough to require a mezuzah going in. But I asked my rabbi, I said, what should I do for this room? Should I put a mezuzah? He says, no. When you're standing inside the bar, you're, when you face out of the bar, you're going into a room that is larger than eight by eight. So put it on the way facing out of the room. So if you come to my house, you'll see that by our bar, the mezuzah is on the left side of the doorway because it's from the bar going out, not from the main room going in. Okay, so it's an interesting differentiation, meaning if you have a little hallway, the little hallway is right beside the main room, the living room. The living room needs a mezuzah. But the little hallway doesn't. So you put the mezuzah from the hallway to the main room, not from the main room to the hallway. It would be on the right side going into the main room. Very interesting. The laws only a doorway that has a doorway requires a mezuzah. An entrance that has no doorpost isn't required. So imagine if you had a A doorway that goes all the way up to the ceiling. There's no door post on top. It's not considered a doorway. It's just open. And therefore, it's not required to have a mezuzah. At times, the architecture or design make the mezuzah question very challenging. In such cases, ask a bona fide rabbi. Okay, it's important to know. I get these questions all the time. I get pictures of doorways and like, you know, it's the question is like, which way? And you have to show me, show me a picture of the other side of the door as well. Open the door, let me see. So I had someone recently send a question and it was just a picture of a door. I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can you send me another picture of that same angle with the door open? It was very easy, told him exactly where to put the mezuzah and then he knew. But it's important to, to ask. There are many detailed questions in mezuzah. And I left out some of the different scenarios so so that we not get confused and that I can fit it on one page. But that's why I said, in all of those challenging situations, ask a rabbi. A doorway with no doors is also required in a mezuzah. So if it's just a, a doorway, but it doesn't actually have a door on it, you still are required to put a mezuzah. One should place a mezuzah only after the doors are mounted on a doorway. So if you do have, For example, if you have a doorway, you're in the middle of constructing a house, and the doors, sometimes, as someone told me, that they waited for their door to be fabricated for six months. So they already moved into their house, They're they're living there, and the doors weren't yet all installed. So that's a different question, whether or not you should put the mezuzah before the door is actually installed. But if you're living there, you probably should. But the question is, what goes first? Does the mezuzah go first or does the door become a, a doorway become a door? So that again, ask your bona fide rabbi. One should place a mezuzah only after the doors are mounted on the doorway. A sukkah and other temporary residents are not required in mezuzah. Seasonal shops, expo and convention exhibits do not require a mezuzah. Stores and businesses are required to have mezuzah. So if you have a gift shop, If you have a doctor's office, you're required to have a mezuzah on all the doors. Again, that's if it's a Jewish operation. If it's non-Jews, then you're not required to, obviously. If you work for a non-Jew. Halachic disagreements. Whether or not a pen for cows or chicken coop, storehouses for grain and wine cellars, whether or not they should have a mezuzah, garbage doors and other unclean areas should be asked per case from a bona fide rabbi. A home that is shared with a non-Jew is not required in a mezuzah. So if you have a full partnership with a non-Jew, it's not required. The question is whether or not your own room should have that, again, ask your rabbi. So sellers, you know, in New York City, they have these uh, doors that you open up from the sidewalk and you go down the stairs into these. So those are called cellar doors. cellars that have doorways that are in the ground are not required in mezuzah. Doorways for mezuzah are only upright doorways. Home rentals are not required in mezuzah till 30 days. So if someone is renting a home, they don't need to put a mezuzah up till 30 days because it's still not considered their, quote, residence till they're there for 30 days. A Jew who sells this home to another Jew should not remove the mezuzahs, but the buyer should pay for them. So we have to know that the mezuzah is a very spiritual element of a home, and you sort of have God's presence there. And you don't want to take that holiness and just remove it because you're moving out of the home. You want to leave it in the home and go buy new ones for your new home. So when I sold my previous home, the owner we left the mezuzahs there for the owner. And then at some point, he, he came to us and said, you know, I want to have my own mezuzahs. I have my own uh, scribe who writes my mezuzahs. No problem. So he took them off and brought them back to us. But otherwise, you have to leave them for the new buyer. That doesn't mean you have to give it to them for free. They should pay for them. One should be extremely cautious with the mitzvah of mezuzah as it is a constant mitzvah for all people. So it's not just a mitzvah by day, it's not a mitzvah by night, like we learned previously with the laws of tzitzis and the laws of tefillin. The mezuzah is a mitzvah day and night, man, woman, child, everyone is required in this mitzvah. When passing a mezuzah, one should reach to touch it and recognize Hashem's presence and love for all of us. Our sages teach that one who has to fill in on his on his arm and head, tzitzis on his garment, and a mezuzah on his doorway will not fall into sin. Why? Because he has so many reminders. What is the purpose of having a mezuzah on our doorway? To remind us to bring us to the clarity to the presence of God that's all around us. Why do we wear tzitzis to bring that presence on our bodies, and then we have that same. Reminder on our head and on our arm so that we subjugate our heart to Hashem and our mind to our thoughts to Hashem. That's how important it is for us to always remember the presence of Hashem. Our sages warn that neglect in mezuzah causes young children to die tragically. A long life is promised to one who is careful with the mitzvah of mezuzah. There are many stories that are told of children who were ill and they go to the doctor and the doctor is telling them diagnosis that's very severe. They don't know what to do. They go to the rabbi and the rabbi says, check the mezuzah. They check the mezuzah and it's missing a word or it's missing a letter. It's not a valid mezuzah. They fix the mezuzah and the child is healed. It's a very, very important mitzvah to be very meticulous about. Not to buy the cheapest brand, not to buy the cheapest scroll. Oh, just give me the cheapest one. Mitzvahs, we want to do in the finest way because it's a representation of our love for Hashem. I hope we don't just buy the cheapest flowers for our spouse. We buy the nicest flowers. That's our expression of love. Same with our mitzvahs. Because a mezuzah reminds us of the Almighty, we kiss the mezuzah when we pass the mezuzah. One should not touch the parchment directly ever, unless you're the scribe. One should not touch the parchment directly. The mezuzah scroll should always be wrapped and in a protective casing. If you have in Houston outdoor mezuzahs, because your your doors that are outside, you have to be very careful about that because it's very, very hot. So they, spell, they sell special mezuzah casings that are vacuum sealed so that the heat doesn't penetrate. the But even then, you have to make sure that it's protected from the, from the sun. If it's in direct sunlight, it's going to melt off the letters of the mezuzah, perhaps. you got to be careful. When departing from one's house, one should say, Hashem is my keeper. Hashem is my protector. On my right side, Hashem will protect my going out and my coming in from now until eternity. So I've seen this on these little beautiful cards before, but I thought it was just something that someone made up. It's, it's, it's in halacha. That someone should be in a habit of saying this when they enter and exit their home. A mezuzah should be checked twice every seven years. A public mezuzah should be checked twice every 50 years. So the blessing upon affixing a mezuzah should be, Baruch Ata Hashem Elohim, malacholam blessed are you Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to affix a mezuzah. You know, what I want to share with you one small idea on mezuzah. Very important, beautiful idea. So we know that there's never a compromise in halacha. There could be multiple opinions, and we side with one. We don't say, oh, well, let's make everyone feel good. We're going to make a compromise. There's only one time in a halacha that you find a compromise. There's one opinion in a halacha that says that the mezuzah should be completely vertical. And there's another opinion that says the mezuzah should be completely horizontal. And we all know that how do we place the mezuzah? We place the mezuzah on a slant. And that's a compromise. The question's, why is there an exception to the rule? Which one is right? Is it either vertical or horizontal? Don't don't give me compromise. We don't have compromise in halacha. One side is right, one side is wrong. Sages tell us that we make a compromise specifically for the mitzvah of mezuzah to remind every person when they walk into their home, the key to success in a house is compromise so that every time we see a mezuzah on a slant, we'll remember it's important to compromise because that's the key to success. My dear friends, let's go get him The mitzvah of mezuzah.